Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 282 is with author and podcaster Annie Gujer. I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Let's go ahead and break it down for listeners so they can get wrapped up into this conversation because I'm really wrapped up in it myself. The fifth chamber. Okay. Explain what the fifth chamber is so that we can begin a journey of conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, the fifth chamber is what I imagine if your heart had a fifth chamber, yep. since our heart already has four, if your heart had a fifth chamber, what would you put in it? As your heart grows, what's most important to you that you grow? Is it more love? Is it more kindness? What would you put in yours? Oh, my God. See, then, and now listeners are going to understand why I'm so wrapped up into this, because you speak my street. You, this is my language, because I truly believe that there is a place such as that and that as we mature in life, but don't wait for your life to happen in order to create such a place. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Why do we fail to talk about the reality of losing parents at a very early age? Because, I mean, it's just one of those subjects that you, you didn't talk about as kids, but yet you knew the inevitable. And, and, and yet when you face it as an adult, there's peace. You feel this enormous amount of peace inside your soul. Why do we not talk about it? I just I always say, like, culturally, we're very squeamish talking about grief um, in this culture. There are other cultures where death and dying is honored in a different way, but in in this country, we're squeamish about it. And unless you grew up in a home that was more open and talking about grief, you haven't had the experience, you don't have the language. Um, that's part of why I do what I do, right? Like my big goal is to normalize grief, to give grief a microphone so people can see that it's not, it's part of life, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to be terrifying, it's part of life. And the more we, the more we talk about it, the more we share our stories, the more we all get a, a level of comfort that we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. I got to give you a big compliment here in the way that you're also a podcaster. And a lot of people don't understand that back in the 1980s, it was the writers, the authors who created the podcast. So for you to have a podcast as well, Coffee, Grief and Gratitude, I'm proud of you for doing this because it's about reaching people. No matter where you are, you're going to bring a message to them. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. It's, it's been just such a joy to create that podcast. And that really, like I said, my goal is to have more conversations around grief, to open it up for people to know that grief is so much more than the death of a beloved. Um, my daughter and I started it at the beginning of the pandemic, right? And we had this collective grief that people were talking about, not talking about. And, um, and we're both like, man, let's just walk into the fire and talk about it. <laughs> now, when you speak of grief, I mean, because so many people have their own definition. They're not picking up dictionary.com and finding out what the true meaning is. Grief in, entails a lot of things, does it not? It does. It does. It's, grief is anything that you have loved and lost and, and have this sadness around that loss, right? So it can be it's, uh, the most common that we think of is the death of a beloved, but it's also the loss of a pet. It's the loss yes. of your job. It's the loss of youth. It's the loss of identity. It's anything that you, it can be moving, right? And that you have a grief over the place that you left. It can be anything that, um, you know, we'd like to say that eventually like grief is love. So it's the love that you had for something that now you don't have and this longing. You know, you bring up a very interesting point about the grief of losing your youth. That is one of the biggest challenges that I face because I'm still in radio 44 years strong because I don't want to tell that 14-year-old self inside of me that I think it's done, dude, <laughs> but, but, I, but I won't do that because I don't want to have to grieve that period. Yep, I get it. 
<laughs> and, and, and it's such a, it's, you know, you, you were talking about animals and things. If you were inside the studio right now, um, I've, I've got all ashes of, of all of my nine rescued puppies. My mother oh. and my brother are here as well. So, I mean, but, that's, but that's how I celebrate the transition of life. It's, to me, it's not yeah. gone forever. My God, it's, it's like a Yoda moment. You feel them more in you. I couldn't agree with you more that I'm so happy. This is just like you could see my face. I'm all grins that you have the ashes around you. We've done the same thing. And it is like um, grief isn't just the sad parts. It is transformational if you choose to let it be right. And we keep people in our lives by talking about them, having them with us, sharing their stories. That's that's how we keep the humans and the pets and the pets with us. And it can be this beautiful acknowledgement that uh, physical death is part of life, but, but we, we go on. You know, our spirit is eternal. This didn't happen overnight for you because it's a journey to be able to find this, this location of peace on the inside of your heart. What, what happened in your life for you to finally say, you know what, I think I need to go this direction because if I go there, I know what the repercussions are going to be. Yeah. Well, it honestly, it started when my son was born and not that it happened. It, it was still very hard when he was born, but um, I looked at him and just thought, you know, here's this tiny little perfect, beautiful human yep. who's just become my son and he already lost his dad. I can't have him lose his mom too. So when I first started, when I first went to therapy, when I first started working on my own healing and reading and writing and all the things I did, my motivation really was, really was for my son because you know, I wanted him to have a whole mom, mm-hmm. not not a mom who was sad for his life. Let me ask you a personal question in the way, because you talked about healing and you also talked about writing. Are, are you a journaler? Do you put things in a journal for him to hold on to and for his generations beyond him to have? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'd like to say that writing is how I saved myself. Yep. I journaled Every day, I journaled at, in the morning. I journaled at night. Um, I created stacks, <laughs> stacks and stacks of journals. Um, I really encourage people to, to journal. It's a beautiful place to have a relationship with yourself on the page, and it can be totally private for you, or you can end up sharing it. Um, when I started writing my book, I had this illusion that I had a book yeah. because I had all these journals, and that wasn't true. The mm. journals were just like the research for my book. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Because I, I and, and you know, and what I wish listeners would understand is that when you walk into the room where your journals are, all of that energy is still within those pages and you can feel it. I mean, it is there. Oh, I love that you said that. It's true. It is true. And it's um, for me that the difference of like journaling and then writing the book is that I wrote the book from my scar and not from my wound. Oh, my God. And the journal writing was definitely from my wound. Oh, my God. Do we know each other? I mean, we're, we're speaking the same street here. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we, we are. I'm so happy I got to have this conversation with you. <laughs> and see, and that's, I, that is my connection to the fifth chamber because you're, you're speaking a language that so many people are going to say, I can do this. I really can do this. I realize there's going to be change and challenge, but I can do this. Absolutely. I mean, that's, it's really important to me that people hear that, that it's hard, right? Yeah. Grief is hard, but you can do it. Like, I like to say, I'm not special. I'm a human who had this horrific thing happen, but I chose to, I chose to heal. I chose to step into the rest of my life and, and create a beautiful life. 
Um, I like to say that widowed is what happened to me. It's not who I am. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you write about that. In 2022, 60,000 children in the United States alone under the age of six had single widowed mothers. That is so haunting. It is. It is. Yeah, and we don't always hear about it. No, no, we don't. But but we see it in public, and we don't want to talk about it. It's like you know, you just want to go and embrace the family. A mother with like four or five kids around her. Where's the dad? What's what's going on here? Can can we come together as a community and love each other? Absolutely, man. You're gonna make me cry this morning. <laughs> to do that, oh, but in, but in a, but in a good way. In a good way, because I have that same feeling. I'm like you know, I I feel like you. I see a single mom with parents and. Um, and I and that same feeling of like wanting to embrace them. Um, I'm also very known for for talking to strangers yeah. and asking them if there's anything I can do for them. Absolutely. I mean, Dictionary.com added a word this year, and it, you, it's grand family. And I went, well, what is a grand family where the grandparents are now the parents? Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah. That's a new word for me. Thank you for giving me a new word today. <laughs> well, we're planting seeds all over the place, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we are. I love it. <laughs> you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. I love your word. I love your message. And it's got to be a continuation of conversation. I would love to come back. I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. You just, you're, you've made my heart grow even bigger today. Um, and it's just been a delight. I'd come back anytime. Excellent. Will you be brilliant today, okay? I will be. And I got to say this, too. My first grandchild is being born today. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? Because on a podcast, you know that in 50 years, someone's going to hear you say exactly that. And they're going to go, oh, my God, I got to find out what that child did. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm just so like my heart is all gooey. I'm so thrilled. Well, your your life is going to change in the most beautiful way because my granddaughter is now 19 and my grandson is 17. And it is the greatest feeling. No book anywhere or even another parent can tell you what you're going to experience in your mind, body and soul. It is just the most beautiful part of of being alive. Oh, thank you. That's what everyone says. And I'm so excited that it's here for us now. Plus, you can spoil them and give them back. My husband and I are looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> will you be brilliant today, okay? I will. You have a beautiful day. Thank you for talking with me.